Section 15 of The Vampire Nemesis and Other Weird Tales of the China Coast by Dolly. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Ben Tucker. Section 15 Death Grips Part 14 They said in their evidence in court that next morning they found me lying across the body of Arnold Rawdon, my fingers stiffened at his throat and the nails so deeply sunk in the flesh that they had considerable difficulty in relaxing my grasp. But I have saved my Ethel. I have taken the one course left for a desperate man, and I care nothing. Five days from today the law has decreed that I shall die, and may God have mercy on my soul. Five short days, and then, under the peremptory hand of the public executioner, I must quit the sweet, balmy air of the Shanghai Spring, quit the glorious sunshine, and plunge into the vortex of death that is to whirl me whither. And yet I am resigned, nay, almost cheerful, in spite of contemplation of myself as the author of the most heinous atrocity that has for years confronted the community of Shanghai. It is a stock phrase of theirs. Do I not know the tricks of the trade? and would be applied with equal glibness to the dispatch of a chicken were the season slack and stirring news scarce. For despite of the ban of justice, despite the fiat of condemnation that has gone forth against me, I feel that I have done a goodly act, and I know that did the world but learn the why and wherefore it would applaud the deed even as my conscience applauds. The story of determined shall be laid before it after my death, not before for I cannot bring myself to believe that it will meet with credence when spread abroad, though stamped with the awful solemnity that belongs to the confession of a dying man. So rather than be pitied and branded a dangerous maniac, I have chosen the shorter shrift, an unhallowed grace. If when my poor wife reads this manuscript, after I have paid the last penalty of the law, she will search my desk, Rodden's note, written before I started for Chefu, will be found, I think, beneath the bundle of English letters that are the last epistles I had from my aged mother before death claimed her. It will be the one slender proof I can bring forward that what I here relate is the ghastly truth, and not the wild fantasy of a demented brain. I can hear, as I pause now, the monotonous tramp of the warder on the stone flags outside the iron-bound door, and I know without looking up, when they cease for a moment, that the poor fool is peering in upon me through the grating, lest I use the pen to do myself injury. Perhaps I might, but that I have far more important work for it to do, and what are five days more or less in the balance against eternity? And what is the dreary waiting through the awful continuity in eternity itself for the sight of a face I shall never see, when by one swift stroke I have saved my innocent darling's honor and her life? Will the good God, I wonder, look upon the deed as murder? And yet, and yet, I bow my head and repeat in the solemn words of the judge. May God have mercy on my soul. Amen. End of section 15.